Yes, last week was parent-teacher conference, which was not such a simple in the afternoon. <laughs> but uh, here we are. We're talking live from JRU Radio and uh, on the Naki Radio, which is the place to listen to it, which if you haven't gotten one, you need to get one. It's the absolute perfect way to entertain and keep your family informed of everything that's going on. And it's available here at JRoot, and you should purchase it. I'm going to actually, today I am purchasing one. Well, uh, okay, I want to tell you something. That it's amazing to see that uh, the people uh, reacted. And, you know, it looks like a small device, but the sound is excellent. And the variety that we have already, you know, we already put here, uh, how many channels with Rabbi Itzi Erbs, Rabbi, Rabbi Shlomo Perl, Zatzal. We have classic Nigunim. You have Jerut Hebrew, you have Jerut music, and you have Jerut life. You know this, and, and so and for and just as a for the interest, someone who is interested in in, in in generating a station, it's possible because we they, they need to contact us, and we are able to. Talk. Of course, it has to meet the criteria and the guidelines of of our kashrut, for lack of better uh, 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 term. But if it meets the criteria of the rabbis that give their haskama and Jerut radio, then a person wants to have the opportunity to uh, to uh, express themselves and have a, a station. Then you know what? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I reach out to like all the all the like their businesses, stores, the you know, pomegranate. Why don't you have a station, a food station? I mean, there's so many things that that could, that could be. No, it's not a possibility. Nisim. Yeah, it's very, very possible, yeah. You know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself that what 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 other opportunity could someone really have that they could have a kosher avenue to generate the information they want to generate. In the past, and many radio stations have done this, you could purchase an hour of radio time a week on air. But the problem is, and we've all experienced this, And then you turn on those call buttons on the radio and you hear Christian broadcasting or you hear, like, who knows what, other stuff. And so you don't know what you're going to be listening to. Over here at Naki Radio, it's 100% Naki, for lack of a better term. It's clean. It's only this. This and only this. So you know, even if you're flipping the dials, even if you're just surfing the waves, for, for, for then you know that anything that you're, kid or anybody lands up on is going to be 100% <clears throat> legitimate and kosher. Not only kosher, but we're talking about glad kosher. We're talking about like really under the auspices and under the supervision of people who have a standard that we have. Okay, there are a lot of things that people might call kosher that other people would not, but this is like the highest level of purity because the station's entire purpose is just l'hagdil Torah v'la'adira to just to generate Kiddush Hashem, to generate Torah, to generate Chesed. And that's really, that's really, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how we use technology today to do such unbelievable things. <laughs> But anyways, so how is everybody's week? I hope that uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a good week. Actually, this is, this is, uh, um, this is a, a, This is a, a op- this is an opportunity. It's a month after the massacre in Pittsburgh, 
This is the Shloshim, if you will. And it's amazing to me how life goes on. Life goes on and people just move on and we don't remember these things. And I heard an unbelievable story in my shul. My rabbi was telling me a story with the, the uh, I think it was the Kapishnitzer Rebbe, who was standing in line in 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 they were they were deciding I think it was in Vienna and they were deciding which Jews were going to go to death and which Jews were going to go to 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 uh to the to 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 life and the Rebbe was standing there and in back of him was a man who was crying crying hysterically crying hysterically. So the Rebbe said to him, tried to console him and said, you know, you're crying, but we're all in this together. We're all going together. This is, you know, this is a gzerah, and, and, you know, just Hashem take care and, and trying to console him. And the man said to him, man said to him, I'm not crying because of that. Because I'm not crying because of that. He says, I want you, he says, could you look two blocks down you see distance two blocks down? He says, you see on the roof, there's a woman standing. So the Rebbe looked, he saw a woman standing. He goes, yeah, I, I, I see. What, what? He goes, that, that's my wife, who I was married to for 25 years, who's not Jewish. She's the one that gave me over to the Nazis as a Jew. She, after 25 years of a loving marriage, when push came to shove, she was the one that revealed to the Nazis that I was a Jew. Meaning that, the, that no matter how distant this person was from Judaism, married 25 years to a non-Jewish woman, nevertheless, at the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, revealed to him and showed to him that he's a Jew, so much a Jew, standing in back of this Rebbe, who, there's a famous story, and it's so interesting that Rabbi Shara was telling the story to me, and someone listening to the story told him that his great uncle was there and witnessed the story, that they went to cut the Rebbe's beard, and the Rebbe held out his hand and said, chop off my hand. Don't touch my beard. So the Nazi said, like, well, what do you? He said, chop off my hand, not my beard, which is my symbol of my Judaism. Don't touch the symbol of my Judaism. I'd rather you chop off my hand. And the Nazi was so flustered that he ended up sending him to life. But but the the point of the matter is that that we have to we have to cry for Klal Yisrael, Rav Elia Brudni Shlita, Rosh Yeshiva Mir Yeshiva, who, in my opinion, in my opinion, in our day and age, is such an ish gadol ve'atzum. And, and not because, not because he, he's, he's, he's all over the newspapers, or he's all over the, but because his brilliance and his his lev and his finger on the pulse of Klal Yisrael is so so 
unbelievable. And I was zochet to have a personal relationship with him. And every breath that this person breathes is for Klal Yisrael. And someone asked him at the Aguda Convention, what is the biggest problem facing Klal Yisrael today? And his answer was, what do you think his answer was, Nisim? Uh, I don't know, just uh, I try to, I'm trying to, to see something here. Okay, his, I'm sorry. His answer was, the biggest problem in Klai Yisrael today is that 70% of the Jewish people don't know that they have a Kesher with Hashem. That is the biggest problem. The person wanted to hear drugs, uh, uh, sexual molestation, uh, kids dropping out, Shabbos, Kashrus. He says, no, that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that we're sitting here at the Aguda Convention from a Yidin, and we have to know that 70% of our population, our Banim Lam don't even realize it. And such a statement blows your mind. It blows your mind. That's what we need to be worrying about. We need to be worrying about Neretz Israel. You have soldiers. You have soldiers that sacrificed their life for, for Eretz Israel. They don't even realize how much Hashem loves them. They don't even realize how close, if they would just turn around for one second and say, Avinu, Balkenu, Hashem would come running to them. Like a father who's looking in his forest for his child and he's lost his child for, for, for a year. All he's waiting for is that one voice to come out of somewhere. Daddy. He'll run so quickly in any direction that he hears the voice or he misses that voice. That's our problem. So we have, we have people that are criticizing and that are, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We have to, we, we, we have to, we have to figure out a way how to spread the love, to spread the love, to spread the warmth, to spread the beauty of the Torah, of Hashem's Torah. If Hashem would have the behavioral systems, the strict behavioral systems that exist today in so many of our yeshivot, we wouldn't exist. We wouldn't exist. Have, 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 have had a rabbi tell, how could I forgive this? So, well, when I think about the amount of things Hashem forgives me for what I do, how can I not forgive this? How can I not forgive this? And I'm not talking about no consequence. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Forgiveness is one thing. Consequence is another. The Shiftei Ka were judged not on their Psak Din on Yosef, not because what they decided Yosef deserved according to Halacha. They were judged because they didn't cry about it. Because it didn't bother them on the level it should have bothered them. For me to make such a statement is frightening because I'm talking about Shifteka and I'm only saying what Rashi says, what Gibran says. I'm not saying anything on my own. But the fact that they didn't have the level of pain 
that was expected from them by Hashem, that was the judgment. We're not saying to lower standards. We're not saying to change standards. The yeshiva should let things that shouldn't be let. But we're talking about, we're talking about how much pain we feel when we have to meet out a consequence. I had in my life a young man who, the only time in my life, who I had to eliminate from graduation in elementary school. It was nothing I could do. I spoke to many rabbis. I had to punish this person. He could not come to graduation. To me, I felt like I was murdering this child. I did not know what to do. I had to do it. And it destroyed the whole evening for me. But I had to do it. I met this young man. This was 23 years ago. I met him last year. And I was afraid. I was really, I was afraid to speak to him. I didn't know what he was going to think, what he was going to say to me, if he was angry at me, if he was going to be uh, rank me out. Now we're two adults, that he was a child and I was maybe 15 years older than him. I said, you know, I really want to tell you, I haven't stopped thinking about what I had to do to you and I do apologize. He said to me, he goes, you don't even remember I thought he was going to kill me. He says, you don't even remember what you did after graduation. And the truth is, I didn't remember what I did. He said, you came to my house to deliver me my diploma and to bring me my cap and gown and to bring me the things that I would have gotten if I would have gone to graduation. You presented it to me personally and you sat with me for an hour to make me feel better. He said that was more important than anything. That's what he remembered. And I clearly, I did that for myself because I felt bad. I felt terrible. And if we would have that understanding, when we see a kid that's not working out in school, when we see a kid that's not having problems, we need to lose sleep over it. Not try and figure out ways of how we're going to control him and fix him and make him and diss him and that. No, we have to lose sleep over it. We have to figure out what to do. And truth be told, there are some rabbis or some teachers who have more difficult time than others with it. But the truth is, it's our job to figure out the type of rebellion that need to be in our schools. And by and large, I have not in the last seven, eight years encountered a Rebbe in the yeshiva that I felt was not triple A plus. I haven't. And every Rebbe that I've dealt with on their own level, I've, I, I, I think that the yeshivas have, have succeeded in really bringing home this message. And, 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 and the fact is, the fact is that this is what we need to moving into the winter months when school is more intense, when there's harder learning, when there are more tests, when there's less recreation. We need to bear down and realize that we need to have more patience with our kids and we need to have more tolerance and understand them more and not compromise one inch. If my rule is my rule, 
That's what it should be. But it can't be with anger. It can't be with malice. It can't be with, with sarcasm. The number to call in is 718-683-5858. If you want to text, it's 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And you know yeah. something? I'd like to hear your opinion about this. Because the truth is, the truth is, a message that is clear of love and an example that is clear is something that will penetrate. That will penetrate. I was zochet to be sitting in back of somebody at my nephew's wedding and my father-in-law on Me'av Esrim was a Rebbe in Yeshiva Spring Valley for over 50 years. The same class for over 50 years. And I'm sitting at a wedding and a person in front of me who looked old is telling the guy when my father-in-law had the beracha under the chuppah, he said, that was my sixth grade Rebbe. Because I never had a better Rebbe in my entire life. He never got upset. So the guy says, so he probably had no control over the classroom. He said, no. He had the best control over the classroom because he had the best control over himself. So because he had the best control over himself, he had the best control over the classroom. And I didn't tell this to my father-in-law. Maybe someone will hear it and will tell it to him. But it made me so proud that I was his son-in-law. But to understand, that's chinuch. That a person who's now, 50 years later, the, uh, themselves a zayda, themselves a grandfather, remembers this is my rebbe, because that's education. Because that's education. But his classroom was very strict, was very, very structured. But, but he didn't allow his emotions to govern what he did. And that's, that's really the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And that's what we need to do with our children. It's sometimes very hard. Sometimes you sit there, especially with your own kids, you feel like you're having a stroke when you're just sitting there like, but that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. And that is what is on my mind today. <laughs> I want to tell you this was this. I, I, I thought <laughs> this is one of the topics that I spoke today in my show. And I said we will collaborate with you and, and on this issue. And one of the issues that I wanted to talk about it is basically what uh, Greenfield spoke about it. And if we had the chance, we, we broadcast uh, this uh, convention, you know. Uh, so the Naki radio and to us, you know, he, he spoke at the convention. Yeah, yeah, he spoke. And no, it's Griffin, uh, his brother, ah. uh, the, the, the politician, the Metcalf. Ah, ah, ah. So I didn't realize that that our Greenfield is that Greenfield's brother. What? Yeah, yeah, yes. So I, I'm sorry. This is... okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, what we, uh, what I, what he said, he's and a this great guy. The uh, Greenfield's what a great he said, guy. What he said, it's very something very very important. Uh, it's uh, what, what he said that 
if we have a person that mechalel Shabbat, okay, uh, and he's, he's coming to the shul, and you you don't ex- it's usually supposed not to, to accept him for for uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm just I'm just in Aliyah. Yeah, in Aliyah. Yes, okay. And he said, if somebody is doing mechalel, mechalel uh, you know, doing a, uh, you know, chilul Hashem, like uh, he's, he's doing bad things. Why the community not basically throw him out from the community? This is our duty. And I, I, I'm, I agree with this 100%. Definitely as a Baal Tshuva, I understand that we have Tshuva. I understand that you can get it. But I want to see that he is regretting, or this person is regretting about it. Because when you see that it's a, a, being a bully or doing things that it's not belong in the Yiddish kite, our, so the, the, our so leaders the, has to take an action and not close the eyes. And, okay, this uh, is what and, is possible. And when they're talking about, when we're talking about the the midot in, in transgressions of humanity, okay, we really do have to take a stand. And I, yeah. I, I want you to know that that I got I've I've had I have major, major, major issues with the fact that we as a Jewish community tolerate tolerate Ben Adam Lechavero transgressions that are terrible, that are terrible. And we allow people like this to integrate within our midst. And we can't. We can't. You know, I, 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 I walked over to somebody just three weeks ago, somebody who humiliated somebody in public. And I am the type of person, I'm not a very outspoken person, but on certain issues, I, 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 the Shevet Levi in me, the Mila Shem Eli, it comes out from my stomach. It's like, it's like I can't. So a person did something so terrible, humiliated someone. I walked over to them. I said, what, what the heck did you just do? Do you even realize how this person left so embarrassed and so humiliated? Do you realize he deserved it? He deserved it? I said, how do you, how, how do you, how do you, and you know something? You know something? They yelled at me for yelling at him. People that were there. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is somebody who is a Roteach. And I'll tell you the other thing. I understand the person. I don't understand really. But in my mind, I can understand a person who needs to make parnasah with mechalel Shabbat. person has pressures. person has issues. Chilol Shabbat is maybe difficult for them. I understand kashrut. person's a pig. person's a glutton. He loves food. So he wants to go taste things. Kashrut. I understand all other things. The desire to hurt another person is not something in our blood. The yes. only thing I can understand to say is, and this is my Kav Zichut, which is what I did with this person, and I hope maybe it made a difference, is this person does not realize what he did. Because if a person has no emotion, and if a person has no feeling, is a sociopath, sociopathic type of personality, 
and he doesn't understand how to experience another person's pain. And that is what is missing. Not saying these people are Rashaim, not saying these people are horrible people, because a Jewish person cannot have these Midot. They are lacking empathy, they are lacking the ability to experience somebody else's pain. And it's the rabbi's obligation, sometimes, or or the tzibur's obligation to show them what it's like to have that pain. And if harem, or if, 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 if the way to do it is to teach them a lesson, then unfortunately maybe that is what to do. I know in the Syrian community, there are certain rabbis who would, no one would ever know who they are because they're tzaddikei umot olam, and they're tzaddikim, though they're not umot olam, they're tzaddikim of our generation, that I know three cases that somebody was doing something terrible, and they very quietly, very privately, went to visit the person in his office. And they sat down, and they said, we have a list of ten of your major customers. And we will just tell them, if we walk into them, and we tell them, we'd like you to stop doing business with this person, they won't ask any questions. Syrians, God bless them. Okay, Rabbi. Okay, Rabbi. Whatever you say, Rabbi. You want? We'll do it. We can reduce your business to one half with one phone call. Just stop. Stop. And you know something? I know a person they did this to. He kisses the ground these rabbis walk on. He thanks them every day of his life. Thank you for saving my life. Because he developed sensitivity. He developed an understanding. He realized how important it was to be to, to be Be'ashrut. And his whole life changed. But guess what? No one, and I mean no one, will ever know. Because the only person that knows is me, and I was a psychologist, and I can't tell anybody to save my life, so no one will know. That's the way things should be. Yeah, I, I'm telling you that, uh, you know, this is something that is very important. I said, I know, I know, I know, I know that uh, this is like, and, and I know that I, I we, in our community, the same, that, you know, when we see something evil, we cannot say, you cannot stay quiet. You cannot. You must work on this, and we 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 try to do the the best. You know, just something that you know that. But biarta aram You have to take it away. But you have people that defend these people who themselves have this problem. Yeah, and I understand. I understand that many times, many times that people these acting, uh, uh, you know, mean and evil. They had themselves kind of you know. A, 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 in their background, something that happened to them, but I cannot understand this. It's not. It's not belong to a human. The born belong to you know. This, you, give me any excuses. It's not not supposed. It says in the Mishnah and Avot, Harhek Mishachenra. It says Al Tichaver Im Harasha, and Harhek Mishachenra. Same Mishnah. Yeah. So we talk about two things. A Rasha is Ben Adam Lamakom. Okay. Shachen Ra is Ben Adam Lahavero. So the Perush points out, Begeder Le Ben Adam Lamakom, 
If it's Ben Adam Lamakom, it's a gather altit haber. Don't be his best friend. Don't make him your haber. Don't connect yourself with him. Associate with him. You can live next to him. You could be in the same world with him. About altit haber. I know, Nisim, you have your haverim, I have my haverim, who are a good friends, people that we respect, people that carry a certain level of, of standard that we, that we respect, that we, but, Shachen Ra, Ben Adam Havero, the Gedar in the Mishnah is Harhek, distance yourself, distance yourself, Rahok Rahok, that you shouldn't even be able to see them, you shouldn't even be able to have them in your midst, in your vicinity, in your eye shot, because their midot will rub off on you, whether you realize it or not. You see somebody acting in a way that's inappropriate, Ben Adam the normal behavioral sequence is that you will pick up on their negativity. Something will be less sensitized to you and you will not be realizing it. You know what? Person, the Shabbat next to me, I can tell you it may take away from my Onik Shabbat, it may take away from me my respect for Shabbat, but I don't think that a neighbor who's Mahalo Shabbat is going to be influencing me to be Mahalo Shabbat. I hope not. But a neighbor that sits and talks or a neighbor that's cruel and not nice and offensive, and talks offensively, or acts offensively, that's something that I might end up rationalizing to myself is permissible. And that's especially when it's done within the the guidelines of, oh, it's Judaism, or it's Fromkeit, to do this. This is, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. And, and this is, this is the, the 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 whole point of Isav Sunet Yaakov. This parasha, this last parasha, that we need to understand that there's Yaakov and there's Israel. Israel is one level. Yaakov is the Hamon Am. Yaakov is the Hamon Am. Is the is the the Jews, the regular Jews out there that may not even know they're Jews. That's the Bet Yaakov. And it says, Esav Sonet Yaakov hates all the Jews. And we have to understand that that there are, we have to take care of ourselves, of all of ourselves. That is the key. That is the key. And there's no and the Chazon Ish says, as far as a person who's Mechalel Shabbat, a person who's Over the right of Farhesia, all of the halachot that we find in the Gemara that talk about Kanaim Pogaimbo and and that we have the the obligation to hate them, he says none of it is, exists nowadays because there's no one that is able to give Hatra'ah. There's no one who's able to give proper rebuke or proper warning today. So if there's no proper warning, then therefore there's no mezid. There's nobody who could have a din mezid.
אוקיי, נורת, נורת, שמחה. We have uh, so many things about to talk about and especially you know what you see that they're talking about in the convention you, you did you add all the I don't, I, I don't have patience okay <laughs> I don't have patience to listen to speeches no I, I, I you know what it's true it's true but you know some sometimes you have to to screen a little bit because I, I had to sit I had to sit here and you know basically to control the, 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 yeah. the okay. and yesterday I was sitting here. Up to 12 o'clock. Wow. And uh, you just... Did you hear Rabbi Brodny? I don't know. He said, I believe he said Thursday night or something like that. He said, but... So I... I the truth that... And you forgive me. I don't... I don't... I don't recognize faces. I don't know. I recognize faces. I don't recognize. Well, like Hillary Clinton said, they all look the same. I, I, you know, something <laughs> like this. Something... I don't recognize... The, the, I don't recognize, uh, you know... Uh, names of rubber and you know what uh, maybe maybe I, better to be like this <laughs> that's it I only recognize so, Rabbi Brudny because I was okay that he knew I once had a problem and he personally personally helped me he sat in my car with me and my wife trying to work out a, 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 a situation for two hours and I also know that his wife Zichornali Racha Rabbi Tzentesi Brudny was the best teacher I ever met in my entire existence on this earth. I never well, met a better mechanechet who, she was a mechanechet in Magen David. I never met a, a woman who was mekadeshet shem shamayim with every student she had. Well, uh, so what, did you add him? I, I heard my Rav, my Rav quoted him and, and what his answer was. Uh, to the question but but I, I believe that it's so important that Clyso gets together at this convention and joins forces to create an entity behind Torah in the Gedoleha door that they are the leaders and they are the navigators of our future not all the all the um, and I don't have a good word. I don't want it to be a negative word to insult anybody and so all all of the all of the people that all all the people that that don't have a clear focus on how Torah needs to navigate more than everything um And I'm not saying right, wrong, yes, no. I really don't want to say that. I just want to say this is about what they don't have. What they don't have is they don't have a clarity of Torah. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. They may have Torah, they may have an understanding of Torah, but to have the level of meaning that we have to understand that, that, that and there's nothing that... No sensible, logical, uh, scientific, rational argument is ever going to uh, undermine anything that we know is in the Torah. You can prove it to me a thousand different ways, but if it's not in the Torah, then my eyes are fooling me and the presentation is fooling me. And that's 
what the convention to me represents. That we have the Gedolei Hador who are deciding the decisions of our life. We're not going to scientists, we're not going to not going to all sorts of different avenues. And the Gedolei Hador are the ones that are including the professionals and they're bringing in the Torah, the conf- professionals to give the message that doesn't come from a secular place. You know what? I had a conversation right a few minutes ago before we before we come with with a person that I I, I didn't see. I say let's say like forty years something like this, and uh, the conversation was like, "Wow, that you changed, Nisim. You 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 know you you get uh, a total. You know nobody recognize you and something like." Uh, and I said to I said to to the people, it's something that really. We don't know, we don't know what is all about Torah. Uh, this is, we don't know what is all about Torah. What do they be, people thinking Torah, and, you know, you know, all this, all this datim, all this from lech, you know, from lech, then we don't know the power of this. We don't understand this. And, and, and you, you know, that's, I, I, and one of the reasons, you know, I mentioned so many times why I have a beard and and, and pears. It's only because to remind myself that I, this is the type of people that I used to laugh at them. We used to make I used to make fun. I was on the way to the university. I used to come to said, you know, Nisim, you know, look, you are the man of the world. You know, you go to university. You know, just going to you know your learn your know, math, physics, and architecture, and you know, all this stuff. And I I didn't have a clue what is all about to be a Jewish. I didn't understand what is this, you know. You know something? I only thing I can tell you is that when a person encounters real Torah, the purity of Torah, then the neshama immediately connects, and it's person it has to be zocher to pass by in their life somebody who's a real, real kadosh, or the experience of real. Real Torah as it is, not as a religion, not as a rule book, not as a as 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 you know a a, a community community uh, society. Torah is something that has to be experienced as in its purity. It's 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 impossible to describe. But when you see the Gedolei Hador, there was a story that by Rav Steinman. This was Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky and Meav Esrim went Amen. into Rav Steinman, and this was seven months after the fa- the fire in the Sassoon house. So Rav Steinman asked Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, and they write these down. They write this down. What is going on in America? Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky said, "We haven't even begun." to get over the tragedy of the children who died in a fire in Brooklyn. The question is, Rabbi Kamenetsky never met the Sassoon family, never had anything to do with them. But that's what's on the mind of the Gedolei Hador. This is what, that's Torah. Yeah. That's that's the holiness. That's the, that that's, you know what, there are, there are amongst the non-Jews people who seek out Emet, who they recognize, they recognize the 
power and the enormity of Hashem's Torah and how and they speak about it. They 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 speak about it from an outsider's view. But they recognize that the gift that the Jewish people have of understanding Torah and mitzvot, it's not something, A, it's not something anybody else could ever handle. I have a babysitter who was with me for 18 years. She was nobody but the Jews could keep the religion. This is nobody. Yeah. You know, I, this is, you know, a thing that, the, you know, I, I think that when I, when I was on the other side, I, did, I couldn't understand it, you know. And we say that uh, the things that if you don't participate or don't explore, you come to a new world. And then you realize that this was one of my conversation with this person that I had before. It, it's, it's something that you come to a really new world, new things that you just amazingly see that the different, you know, what we learn, you know, and miss, I would have misunderstanding the other side. And, um, Fear. you know, when, when you, for example, you go to the police, you know, when you have like criminal, uh, criminal, uh, you know, you bring 10 people and you try, how do you yeah, call it? Uh, a trial. No, no trial. No, no, no. You to identify the the, the criminal, you know this like oh, a lineup, lineup, okay, the lineup. So many times, many times, as 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 a person that's supposed to, uh, we was missed lined up. The, the really, I'm telling you, this is something that's really, uh, uh, it, it's always standing in my head, and that I was mislined the wrong person, the wrong the wrong Judaism. I always took it in, in, in a different lineup, you know, just to see it all. You know, it's easy to, to, to line up a person with a peot and as a can as, as, as the, as the wrong person or as this is the criminal. Right. And it, this is really one something that's so different to find that I was, I was totally wrong. Unfortunately, though, there are people that misrepresent us also, which make it, that's why, that is the short, terrible thing of Hil Hashem. That when Hu Hashem happens, they misrepresent us. They make many people toeh. Many people are make mistakes because of this, and that's the travesty. And that's why Machal Shem Shemaim that doesn't doesn't have a chance to make teshuvah because it's it's a tragedy. Because what they're doing is they're misrepresenting something that is totally totally off. And it's very, it's, 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 it's a terrible, terrible thing. But, uh, <laughs> but you should know, on the other hand, Kiddush Hashem is the exact opposite. person represents correctly the Torah and gives the Kiddush Hashem. There's nothing to talk about. The reward is, is enormous. It's enormous. Nothing to talk about. Oh, uh, well. The, you know that's time is flying. You know, I know that we're starting late, but time is flying. I wanted to ask you, tell me about this uh, Keshet weekend you have coming up. Oh, this uh, looks really, really exciting and interesting, and I, I want to hear about it. I would, say, I would say this is will be very, very. Uh, I, I think exciting uh, weekend. The idea of you know, I think that many people didn't. Didn't understand. Don't understand what is the the idea of of this Kesha Kesha uh, couple retreat. You know, 
And first of all, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak Greenfield came with with idea that uh, you know Shabbaton, all the Shabbaton is you, it's a big big money, right? Yeah. And he tried to to come to to the other side, you know, uh, that the side of the I would say that the non the non rich people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, you know, that, and he tried to do, to do something that's very unique. He found this kind of hotel. It's called Homewood, Homewood Suites. It's belong. It's a part of Hilton, and basically I've, you get suites. I've stayed in one. Oh yeah. And when I travel, and it's very convenient. It's very, it's very nice. And you have a little kitchenette. You can you can and you heat up your food, and it's it's something that's very practical for what he wants to do. It's 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 as as a kitchenette. It's it's a living room and yeah, a bedroom, yeah. like a, a very very uh, a unique uh, you know idea. And like this, and you can you can do uh, you can uh, you can do your own kiddush, and you can bring the take basically take your wife, take your uh, take your husband, go enjoy the Shabbat. And beside this, you have a program. You don't have to yeah. change outfits ten times. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to go. You know, this is like if more. On 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 a easy easy tech Shabbaton, you know, like this, and you want to listen to a lecture, you can go listen to lecture. You want to order food that you don't want to bring your food. Yes, you have you have you have special uh, f- caterer for Monsi that will provide the, the food if you want. But the idea is to to lower the price and to bring it basically to the cost price.